On this week's Third and Forever, Ken and I recap the big game. That's it. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, we have ourselves a Super Bowl champion. How you feeling? This is stupid. Everything's stupid. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> that, I, I don't, I've been, I've been uh, shocked. I've been shocked before and like things that I've seen and, mm-hmm. you know, especially the NFL, especially this season. It's been a weird season. Um... I don't know if I've been that shocked. And, like I, well, and so I was in disbelief the entire game. It's shocking, but it's also not shocking at all. Like it's one of those things where, in retrospect, you look back and you say, like, okay, you know, Patrick Mahomes had, you know, two offensive linemen that were healthy, and all these things that kind of contributed. And what one of those two was not even playing his position where he mm-hmm. normally plays. Yeah, and so so essentially four new offensive linemen. Yeah, and you look at it and you go well, shit, how did we miss that? And it's kind of, you feel stupid after the fact for having been wrong. It wasn't a freak thing like, you know, Steelers-Browns. I didn't feel stupid about that game because it was just crazy. No one yeah. no one really saw that one coming. But there were people out there that were that were championing the Bucks all week, and I wasn't listening, and uh, I was uh I, I feel like I'm going to give us, I'm going to give us a little more credit because, like, I don't know. I feel like that we did say, or we were saying that, this game obviously would be cl- would be significantly closer than the week 12 matchup and it would all it would completely hinder on keeping Mahomes upright you know if he's able to get, have yeah. the time that with that makeshift line if they're able to to win a little bit or at least you know only lose a little bit in the trenches then they probably win but they got annihilated in well, the trenches and it Bullseye. is i mean it's a testament to to the bucks pass rush is very 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 good i consider mm-hmm. even with Bakhtiari going out i consider the packers having a good offensive line and rodgers was getting harassed the entire game when he faced the bucks and now yeah. you transition over to a chiefs offense which a is full of guys either not playing you know their starting position or backups and B backup you, backups. Yeah, backup backups. And B, you put that in a situation, an offensive scheme. Kansas City doesn't really run the ball, like ever. So no. you put them in a pass block situation for almost the entire game, and then they go down, so they have to keep passing and passing and passing. And it pairs really poorly with Mahomes' tendency that's kind of emerged this year, and I've seen a couple other places talk about this, but he has I, it's like a it's like a Madden tendency. He backs up and drifts out of the pocket too much, and obviously that's you know a, a nitpick and an otherwise phenomenal player. But it really reared its head in this last game, where you know there were five or six probably plays throughout the game where he was running around, running back here, running over there. It's like using Michael Vick in an old Madden, where he was elusive enough to kind of not get sacked but he ends up 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage and just has to throw like off of one foot falling to the ground and it's a testament to Mahomes that he almost 
you know, completed a bunch of those. Um, some yeah. of them even came down to receiver drops where he was hitting guys in the face in the Super Bowl, which yeah. is disappointing. Yeah. It's a but it was just this kind of this confluence of factors combined with the Bucks just being awesome in the pass rush, and I think just in general hungrier. You know, you could yeah. you could see that. I, I don't think Kansas City has that many guys that weren't there last year, and that's a factor. They just didn't really seem like they wanted it as much. I guess that's yeah, it's and, kind of a the soft you know qualitative take, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it. You can clearly see what what team, like even just looking at the sidelines, like there were lots of times where you see Mahomes running for his life, and the sideline is just kind of just sitting there, like it's a week two preseason game, and it's like, I I don't know if it, I if people's minds were elsewhere for some whatever reason. I get that you know Andy Reid's mind was probably not a hundred percent there with the news of his granddaughter. Um, you know, being in critical condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that there is a lot of things into it, but it's like, guys, you're in the Super Bowl. Like, I, you know, I just... Well, and I think part of that I, comes I, down to they had tons of games, you know, this year that came kind of down to the wire and looked to be in doubt, and they always sort of found a way to wiggle out and get a win by, you know, a score and people will go, Oh, you know, the chiefs are the chiefs. And I mean, the chiefs are still the chiefs. I'm not trying to say that they're not a good football team, but there was this kind of lack of urgency when they were down by, you know, a score, even like two scores, you know, 10 or 11 points or whatever it was for a good chunk of the game. And if it weren't if the if it wasn't if if it wasn't the Chiefs if it was any other football team and the Bucks had that lead and the game was going in that direction, everybody mm-hmm. turns the game off because yeah. it, they are the only ones that you thought maybe could do something and it just never happened. Well, I was I was sitting there watching and I'm like I'm just waiting for the dam to break. You know, I'm just like mm-hmm. it's gonna happen any second, any second. You know, I think I even I even texted you when we were we were texting throughout the game and like right before half where they got down to the red zone. And I was like, it's fine. Like they're gonna march down the field, get a touchdown, get a stop, get get the ball back, score again, and either have like mm-hmm. be down by one or have a lead, and then get the ball to start the second half, and it'd be a whole new ball game. But you know that 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 drive that led when they had to settle for the field goal when it was, I believe it, uh, the score was fourteen to six at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, that what happened next is I think a perfect summation of the entire game where really the drive should not have happened like because the bucks get the ball in their own territory with 55 seconds left Mm -hmm. and they hand the ball off to leonard Fournette, and they were fine letting it go but the chiefs then call a timeout you're like okay that now you're hoping for a quick stop i could see it you know they're they're talented there's a rationale yeah yeah and then then they uh leonard Fournette, i think or no, uh, Godwin gets eight. It gets an eight-yard gain, and then the Chiefs. So it's third and two. They decide to call another timeout, and I'm like, well, maybe I guess. Mm-hmm. But then that's then the Bucks, you know, convert on that for five yards, and then they just start going because in the next play, he throws it to Mike Evans and Bashad Breeland for whatever reason. I don't know if he fell or whatnot, but he dove at Mike Evans' legs, whether it was a, a dive or not. Dude, don't – why are you diving at a receiver yeah. who's, like, beat you? Like, just don't. Let it be and hope he doesn't catch the ball. Easy penalty. 
and they're all the way down by in the red zone. And then, you know, 15 yards of Fournette puts them right on the nine yard line, 13 seconds remaining. And then Brady's in completely uncatchable ball to Mike Evans in the end zone, drew another penalty and first and goal at the one. And that's where they found Antonio Brown, who that was like vintage Antonio Brown route running and yeah. poor Tyron Matthew can't do anything there. It's a great and now you're route. down 15. Yeah. And now you're down 15 instead of eight. And uh, it, it didn't make the game over, but it really, I mean, there was kind of sucked the life out of it. I, I just, it never, it was never closer after that. Or maybe no. it was three points closer. I don't remember exactly how things I, worked yeah, out, but it was still, I mean, it was still pretty bad. After I was like, it was never man, a like, one what? score game after that. It, it no, was, and, and, and I told you, I mean, I never really stopped watching, but I stopped paying attention, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. at the beginning of the game, I was sitting there watching every play. It's, it's just focusing, um, for lack of a better word, you know, because I was excited to see what happened. And mm-hmm. by the second half, I just, I, I didn't care that much because it seemed... You know, it seemed to me like I knew how this. I, I've I can see how this ends, and I'm I'm not interested, and I don't really see a way for the Chiefs to get back into being competitive. And it it was it was lame, honestly. I mean, putting aside the fact that obviously I I would have rather Tom didn't win. Uh, it, just in a vacuum, it was kind of boring. You know, it, it just. There, there was no, there was no drama. There was no pizzazz. It was just one team was winning, and then they kept winning, and then they kept winning, and then the game ended. Yeah, with the exception of the first couple of drives for Tampa, they essentially were able to do whatever they wanted mm-hmm. offensively and defensively. They, they were com- always in control, and and I think it was it, watching this. It, this was such a like a, a New England Patriots Super Bowl, like. Oh yeah, and and this, I, that, this was I think the is, worst Super Bowl since the Rams scored six points. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, the the last blowout Super Bowl we've seen was obviously back in 2013, where we saw the number one offensive ranked Peyton Manning led Broncos get stomped by the number one defense Seahawks, mm-hmm. and that was the birth of Legion of Boom. And but this game felt different to me. Like I never really felt. Like it was completely over probably until the fourth quarter, which mm-hmm. is, I think, a testament more just to the Chiefs and what, you know, how they're able to come back in a hurry. Yeah. But I mean, all the credit in the world to Todd Bowles and the the Bucks defense throughout the entire playoffs, I think. I mean, they they've gone up against they had a do. series of phenomenal offenses, You're starting with the mm-hmm. football team. No, just kidding. But uh after that but still that's a wild card it had a wild card of a quarterback you have no film on mm-hmm. and so that's always something you know you, you don't have film to go off of being like you know his tendencies it could you know you got to yeah. just play it as it lie as it happens but then you go down in new orleans who is say what you want about drew Brees. that offense or that team is still very very talented and very mm-hmm. good yeah. um and then going into Lambeau against the number one ranked or the number I think they were the number one ranked offense. I think and, in, in and at least them. one or two. It, it depends yeah. on how you rank it, but yeah, yeah, and beating yeah. them and then coming here and, and then the you Chiefs, know, kind of the final boss you know? fight is the Chiefs, obviously the most explosive crazy. offense it's... in the league. It's it's yeah. crazy. He deserves all the credit in the world. I mean, I think Bruce Arians deserves. A lot of credit for a good offensive game plan, the way this team, this Bucks offense kind of 
switched their identity a little bit in the playoffs and became an actual, mm-hmm. you know, competent team in the run game. And for what it's worth, Tom deserves credit, especially, I mean, just this game in a vacuum. He, he played yeah. well, you know, he, he had a good game. He got out to a lead and he sat on it effectively. And, yeah. you know, I, no notes other than uh, he should have had a pick. But, I mean, and that wasn't even super his fault. I think it got tipped around and yeah, somebody it, ended up Fournette, catching that it. Was, that's, that's a running back having yeah. bricks for hands. Yeah, so he um, should have had a pick, Fournette but honestly, that. that's that's not super on him. Uh, and that kind of segues me into... I, I I was coping with the way this game was going. And, and I know that you know this, because I was doing it mostly to you. Uh, I was taking issue with the officiating... Mm-hmm. pretty massively especially in the first half there were you know three or four series in a row for the patriots that were getting sustained by very light holding or pi and i mean even you you know admit that the mike evans won the end zone that one was bullshit and the rest of them maybe you can make an argument for it but the it's so frustrating to sit there and it's it's worse for Packer fans who just got the game decided two weeks ago on a holding call that, you know, broke the precedent set throughout the rest of the game of the let them play attitude. And now that same team is in the Super Bowl and they are getting all of these calls. And if you're going to tell me that the Bucks defense who play with a lot of intensity, play with a lot of fire, I'm willing to bet they grab some people on occasion. I think every defense in the league does. They got none of those called on them, and it was all on the Chiefs. Yep. It is but see, that's so where I, That's where I have a problem, though, because we didn't. We, we can't just sit there and be like, assume that happened. Like the Bucks defense was grabbing them, but we just didn't get to see it. Like we, that you can't. Really, you're yeah, always going to be right were, if you say that. But there were multiple so, calls where you know Mike Evans slips, and the guy. I mean, they were hand checking each other, and he well, there slips. Was, there was the one where never he did gets fall. called. Like, I that does get called. It gets called all the time. But what I'm saying is that this this is a situation where I think that the Chiefs, because the Chiefs are a a very physical defense. Their secondary likes to play physical and they like to initiate and, and contact. And so are the Buccaneers. And that's what they do. They have I know, I know, I know. Swagger this, 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 to them. Just hang on. Okay, okay. Hang on. And so they are a team that did that that does that. They like they've been doing it all season long. They that's a Spagnolo defensive tendency. Their defensive coordinator, they are physical, you know, mm-hmm. are a contact defense. And the Bucks I, I I give them credit for this because, you know, I know it's a mixed crew, but Carl Cheffers, who is the the head judge, it's he he is the the flag happiest crew. His crew normally the regular right right season has been the most flagged or throws the most flags, uh, most per game, most total yards, all that kind of stuff. And so, I think that the, the I'm sure the Bucks offensive players knew this coming in. And they, the Chiefs never really adjusted for it. I get that it's your identity, and that's it's hard to break tendency like that when you do that all season long. And most of the time, you're probably fine, but you got to see like early on when they're calling it that light. You just you have to back off. There were so many times where I'm like, their player does not need to have his hands on him. He does not need to. He's in a good position, and that's the most frustrating thing. It's one thing if they're beat, but they're sitting right there in his hip and they're still grabbing. I'm like, that's that's an easy thing for a ref to do. 
And yeah, it I just, just it always seemed like these calls were happening on, you know, third and mid range, third and long. Yeah. There was an offsides on fourth or on a field goal or a punt well, or something like clear, that. Me Cole was definitely offsides though. Like they showed I've heard people angle debating. I haven't seen I, I saw the one angle and they never showed it again. And you know, there was the one that took back Tom Brady's interception, and I preface this all, you know, I wanna I wanna frame it as I don't think it would have changed the outcome of the game because the Buccaneers' defense was so smothering, and the Chiefs could not score on them. So, the total number of points. Yeah, I don't. Think I, I still think the Bucks. I still think the Bucks get more than nine points the in this game and win. No, 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 no. I'm saying I still think the Bucks get more than nine and beat the Chiefs, even oh, with all oh, these calls going the other way. Yeah. But the game got to this unwatchable state, and I think a lot of that is due to the officiating and the lack of consistency. Because I started watching afterwards, and there were a bunch of you know things on the Buccaneers' defense on successive drives after the series of calls that I took issue with. Where yeah, you could throw a flag, you could throw a flag on most hand checks in the NFL if you really wanted to. It's all a matter of perspective. And the super frustrating thing about it, and it's the same thing I harped on with the Green Bay game. There is a zero percent chance that there will be any explanation, any accountability whatsoever. Yeah. Because the the fact of the matter is that every one of the refs could have huddled up and said, let's get Brady a ring. I'm not saying they did, but there's no one checking. They report only to themselves. They had their own little secret rubric they grade each other on, and a bunch of them get to go do the Super Bowl based on who knows what. And if you're telling me these were the best officials the league had to offer, then I think there's a problem with the fucking officials. And I, it's just – it sucks to watch – and be a fan of this product and have such an integral facet of it fail so regularly. It's like, God, I love my car, but like the brakes don't work. Like, well, it's kind of important that the brakes work in your car. And it's like, well, did, did you check the brakes? Like, oh, I called the brake people and they told me to fuck off. Like it, it'll never get fixed. And it just, oh, it just kills me to watch every season. And by the time next season rolls around, I'm sure I'll have forgotten. And, in the words of Michael Scott, I will be ready to get hurt again. But oh my Watch god, Tom win his eighth because <laughs> you know it's it's just it's life and death. You know, life, death, and taxes, and Tom winning Super Bowls. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Well, hey, um, I, I got a, I got some Twitter traction with T.J. Lang, so we're gonna get him on the show. <laughs> uh, I, I want to read you something. A couple of things I saw after the fact. Um, Patrick Mahomes, he ran. For 497 I, I saw yards that. I saw that. to avoid the pass rush. Um, that's insane. He was pressured. They obviously, the pressure numbers and pressure numbers can obviously be inflated. Um, but the total pressures in the Super Bowl, Chiefs got five pressures generated. Bucks kept 38. Um, and that was over half the, of Mahomes' dropbacks. I think yeah, it was 52% yeah, or fact, something like that. Yeah, I, the, the number is. Um, let me see here. Uh, I think I had it written down. Um, I know for sure it was more than 50. Yeah, it was like 52%. But mm-hmm. um, either way, it the fact that Mahomes was only sacked three times and knocked down, I think, eight, that's that's insane. But also, um, this, is a, this was a great win for the people, or I guess a, a big loss for the people that say, well, if your team just has a bad offensive line, just get a mobile quarterback. You'll all your problems will be solved. 
No, like even like it doesn't. Patrick Mahomes, if he doesn't have an offensive line, then he is he, he can't do anything. And this, he's the best player in the is, world. It this game is the perfect, you know, exhibit A of the quarterback can be as good. You can have the best quarterback in the history of ever. You can, you know, you can turn, you you can square Patrick Mahomes' talent, and it doesn't matter if the other 10 guys on the offense aren't doing their jobs or even only a couple of them in the case of the offense. Cause I don't think, you know, Tyreek Hill and Kelsey were doing anything that, you know, besides dropping some balls here and there, yeah, uh, we're doing anything key. different, a couple key drops, but in terms of the overall offense, I think they were running their routes correctly for the majority of the game and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just such a, such a collective effort. And so that's why I just, I, I hate QB wins because you can look at these games, and I, I also don't like the people that were out there uh, on Sunday night going, "Oh, I, you know, say what you will, but like Mahomes played better than Brady." Like, well, no, because I mean, he, he was he didn't he was like <laughs> sprinting around doing backyard football yeah. shit for like the entire game, but yeah, yeah I, I just I don't know. I feel I feel bad for him, and he had his injured foot too. There were just so yeah, many which things. He's having he's having a surgery on it tomorrow for his uh, turf toe. Yeah. Uh, and if if you've ever had turf toe, it I know it's kind of like it always sounds like an injury that's like that's oh, not a big deal. It sucks. It's it, like when you're yeah. literally when your cleat get your tip your cleat gets stuck it. in the turf and you hyperextend it. Like that that does not feel good. They need they need to rename um, turf toe cuz it sounds it sounds like you got the wind knocked out of you. Like, oh yeah, a little turf yeah. toe. Ooh. No, it's yeah. it's bad. It sucks. And um what I did also like watching this um this was the world kind of got to see Basically, what it what it's been like the last I don't know how many years now, at least last for sure last three. What a quarterback has to deal with with a Vikings off- offensive line. There it is. Line. There it, I saw I those. Mean, it was. I saw those like, swirling around. The the Chiefs earned a forty two point two team pass blocking grade in the Super Bowl per PFF, their lowest since Week fourteen of twenty ten. For comparison, <laughs> the Vikings. The Vikings earned a team pass block grade below 42 three times just in this last year. So, you know, maybe it's it's not like everything is the quarterback's fault. And I don't I don't put this game on Patrick Mahomes. He's not free of blame. He had a couple key misses, you know, but at the same time, he's running for his damn life and he nearly completed a throw parallel to the ground 30 yards and it just hit Daryl Williams in the face in the end zone. Like, and this is something where (laughs) I just, I've never understood teams that ignore the offensive line. I know that the, you know, recently the Vikings have been taking lots of steps to try, you know, there's no sure thing. Oh, we're drafting them. We're Mm -hmm. drafting players. You guys are drafting. We're not getting the right ones. It seems like there are a lot of teams out there and granted, you know, Kansas city is working off of a bunch of injuries. So that's a factor here. It's not like they're completely ignoring this part of the game. Offensive line. While boring is so fucking important. Mm -hmm. It is. You can't do anything. You can put the best wide receivers, the best running back, the best quarterback on a team. If you have five guys up front who suck, you can't do anything. Yeah. I also I mean, take issue. Why I th- oh, no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, that's why I think this game should always be remembered in the minds of fans that are maybe upset or bummed when their team drafts a lineman in the, one of the early rounds. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. 
those are very, very important. Like yeah. they make or break you, your team. Like I, I remember when the playoffs where there was like eight, 16 teams left or eight teams left. My, I think it was the eight teams left division around. And the seven of those eight teams had top 10 pass blocking. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was just like, there's a reason that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was, I don't know. The, the I was going to say before the other thing, the, the other takeaway that I have from this game, Andy Reid called a shit game. There's no other way to yeah. say it. He's usually awesome. And mm-hmm. this game was this weird anomaly. He he refused to make adjustments. Um, yeah. he, he kept trying to kind of run the Chiefs offense as usual with these long developing routes for Hill. Mm-hmm. And it, it, kind of this weird lack of utilization for Kelsey underneath against linebackers that granted... The Bucks have really talented linebackers, but Kelsey can still get open against those guys. And in favor of these weird third and one running back screens, and they they showed a couple replays. They where, got a little too screen happy. It was yeah. where Mahomes just kind of had to throw it in the dirt because there's nothing there. Like, yeah, and and I, I just remember this one play where I think it was it was third and short, and they ran a running back screen that got blown up, and I don't even remember if it got completed or whatnot. But they cut over to the Tyreek Hill cam on that play. And he, you know, pretends to run for five yards, but it's a running back screen. He just kind of trails off and stands there and watches because that's all he can do. And I'm like, he's your best player. Like, I I understand, you know, maybe you run one screen, but this was a consistent thing that they were doing. They just weren't getting the ball into the hands of their best guys. They finally, Kelsey did come away with, I don't know, like 10 catches or something like that to kind of salvage his night. But at that point, it was too late. It was just... It was a very weird, uncharacteristically poorly called game by Andy Reid and uh, and Bienemy. Yeah, I mean, it was he, you know, of the kind of going back to the pressured moments. And it's not like, you know, because we, we said this before last week about how Mahomes is both these quarterbacks are so good against the blitz. That's why you you can't really blitz against them. They'll pick you apart. Um, but of those 29 pressures that they generated um, or like when he in his dropbacks of the 56 dropbacks, 27 came when Tampa sent four or fewer pass rush. Um, mm-hmm. to, that's the second most effective four man rush in the past 10 years. So when you're doing that, it is, I, I, I don't know because there's, there's, there's not a free man open then. So I just, yeah. And it was really good. It, I mean, it, it looks like the offensive shocking. linemen were blocking in slow motion. Like you yeah. watch those and, replays and JPP just like walks around his guy every single play. Like I don't understand. I'm not saying I can go out there and block him, but you're a professional, right. you know, offensive lineman. And I just, I could not believe the ease at which the pocket was just disintegrating so quickly. And, and I, th- I think that this, the, you know, obviously like the, the Super Bowl MVP came to be, I, I'm not, I wasn't shocked that it was Brady that got it. Um, you know, I mean, I winning, think in order for quarterback is kind of default. Unless yeah, something we, super in order, crazy in order for happens. someone else. Yeah. The, like a def, if a defenseman's going to get it, they have to have like five sacks or something crazy or a mm. touchdown or whatever. But Shaq Barrett was a absolute monster. He was everywhere and he only had one sack, but he had four quarterback hits. And I think he generated eight pressures by himself um, like he, he just, and this is a guy that came back on, I think $5 million contract, like a one year deal for $5 million. 
and which is insane because he had, I think, the lead sack leading last year. That but sounds right. Still, he the the team it was a, the whole defensive unit as a whole like they work so well together, and they, I mean, Todd Bowles put Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy in a you know, in a box, they, they couldn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, and they weren't, it's not like they were doing anything crazy. They had a couple interesting things in the beginning of the game where they sent a couple different guys of like a nickel blitz here and there. But for the most part, they just hung in their two safety over top, you know, in their Tampa two defense and just brought four <laughs> and they won. And it's a you know, boring I, game. Boring. It's a, it's a boring, but like, <laughs> man, like I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't it's impressive, praise them enough for what they it's did. Yeah, boring. It's like watching yeah. somebody paint. You know, it's like oh, right. that's good, but and, I don't want to sit I, here. You know, the Chiefs scored nine points tonight, and I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Like, you can go back as far as you want, but I'm pretty sure that's the fewest points uh, a team led by Patrick Mahomes has ever scored. It, it's definitely um, the first time they've scored single digits. I heard that stat. It's the first time in the NFL or most yeah, of college he's the, lost by more than a score. I mean, it's, but, it's but all what, I'm not even talking about that. I think it's the first time he's never, his team has never scored a touchdown. And so in nine total, like the, the lowest point totals mm-hmm. by his seasons here uh, in, for Kansas city last year or this year, it was uh 17 before this game. And then it was, 2019 was 13, 2018, 26, 2017, 27, but he only played that one game. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas Tech, 2016 was 10, 2015, 26, 2014, 13, White House High School, 2013, 38. Oh, yeah, this yeah, I'm sure in high school his lowest was 80 points. 2012, 29. So it's like, I mean, he had won, you know, 25 out of 26 games before this. I I it was crazy, and I know he wasn't fully healthy, but he didn't his, his play didn't look like he was, you know, struggling or hindered. I mean, he was still running around, and it's hard because he has that old man walk. But, but here's just, here's the silver lining too. You look back at Mahomes's career, his his stats so far, and it's easy to predict a Chiefs dynasty, which we're not at yet. Um, they've been a Super Bowl a whole bunch, but just the one ring at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to predict that this is proof that maybe not. The Buccaneers were nothing special last year. They made a bunch of moves. They're a totally different team this year. And they came out and challenged the Chiefs and won. And th- that's at least good for the sake of parity in the NFL. <laughs> I'm trying to to do a spin zone, and I know that my parody stock up is predicated on Tom fucking Brady winning his seventh Super Bowl, so it it's kind of half assed. Very, very much parody, yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is, and at least the Chiefs are beatable. Yay! Yeah, well, and and I think what what is what's interesting though when you say that because this Bucks team, with the exception of obviously quarterback which is the most, you know, influential position on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, a new running back, a partial running back, I should say, Leonard Fournette, who was huge coming down the stretch in this postseason. Um, very much, you know, maybe not to the extent of Damian Williams last year, but he's the only player, I think, he's one of maybe three players that have scored a touchdown in four, in each game in the playoffs, in four games. 
So that's that's pretty cool. Well, and then you factor uh, then, in A, B, and Gronk, too. Who... Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. A, B, and Gronk. And then, uh, but on defensively, the only addition is is um, Antonio or Antoine Winfield Jr., and who, you know, a rookie safety is a rookie safety. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, he played bit more than, I think, you know, bigger than a rookie at times. But it's, you know, it's still, he's a rookie. And so they take essentially, with the exception of an aging uh, receiver who is still, you know, has moments of what he used to be, I but mean, nowhere near what he was. We're talking about aging very, receiver and aging tight end, but aging tight end who them, came out of they scored three touchdowns in the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, it, right? They're, but they're, they're not irrelevant. Twenty-two yard, like you know, yeah, a one-year touchdown is a one-year touchdown. I'm not diminishing it, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is, you're, you know, this team won seven games last year with Jameis Winston. There, no one ever thought of them ever contending you know they had they had talented pieces but i i it's something is to be said it's the intangible belief that like you know that i think it's the aura it's it is the aura of tom brady i know you hate that because you hate tom brady but you know he got the players in that locker room being like yeah we're we're we could be the best team in the league i refuse to give tom credit for his aura but go on you know, I, I I think it's it's crazy to deny that. I mean, ten Super Bowl appearances, and if not for his defense not letting Nick Foles score forty points against them and two outrageous catches against the Giants, he could be ten for ten. And, and if it so weren't for the let... tuck rule, he wouldn't have gone to his first one. You can nitpick. Okay, and so he's go nine back for nine. Revision his history I, all you want. I, I just. No, but like no, but I with but like without he, that first one, his aura doesn't truly develop. You know, like okay, it's a totally right. different aura That's, at that point. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, so you just like saying aura. I think you like I that do. word a lot. I do. Yeah. No, and, it's the it's the most ridiculous part of your take. So I'm going to keep repeating the word aura over and over again. I don't think it is I, football. <laughs> I, maybe you know I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the you know mom, it, it, it's it's a part of momentum. It's a part of something that you can't quantify like you know is sure it's it's a cop out but like that's very much real i just i don't think you can make fun of danica's crystals and then talk about tom's aura these seem at least similar okay well (laughs) whatever for for lack of better words his aura that he has around him and the the his you know career that he has coming in Mm -hmm. like he's a larger than life player for these guys a lot of these players literally were you know five years old or six years old four years old when he came into the league so it's like they grew up with that and then they're like he's still there and it's i don't know it's it's crazy 40 he's won three super bowls or two super bowls on this side of 40 and that's no that's that's crazy crazy. and i I was also saying i was talking to a a co-worker about this game and like yeah brady got his you know seventh ring i'm like at this point, like no one's ever gonna catch him. So no, oh, I, I don't. No, I, I feel like it's it's diminishing returns here. Where like it's it's obviously more is better, but at a certain point, like six to seven, if he wins another one, it'll be eight. Like okay, neat. You know, if that's if that is the the rubric that you're using for quarterbacks, then he is going to be at the top forever because no one's ever going to catch but, but that. See, but it's not like he's going out there and having like Rex Grossman stats or Trent Dilfer stats, you know, cause that, those are the people like Rex, Rex Grossman got to a Super Bowl. Trent mm-hmm. Dilfer won a Super Bowl. 
none of these guys were world beaters as quarterback. But well, so I'm just why the I'm Super Bowl is, win stat is somewhat flawed. And but that's what he also has all of the p- passing records. Yeah, no, and I so and I like, want to go out there saying Tom Brady is an all-time quarterback. Tom Brady remains a good quarterback. I have backed off of the completely washed take. I have landed on the Tom Brady is inconsistent, and sometimes he has three interception games. That's not to say that he is not a good quarterback anymore, but it is to say that I just get these these people talking about him like he's the Messiah. He can do no wrong. Everything he touches turns to gold. It's his aura. He fucked up three times majorly in the NFC Championship game. The fact that the Packers didn't hold him to task for that is on them, but he sits there in a vacuum and makes mistakes. And so I, I, I just, I can't, I can't argue this point anymore I, I, that he is not perfect. I, I feel like Don't get me people, wrong. people like, are saying <laughs> that where anytime I say, oh, you know, Tom didn't play perfectly. Like, oh, yeah. Well, guess how many rings? All right. All right well, I get it. I, I understand. But see, that's why like I feel like you're, you, you can't call him like critique him so much for his mistakes because he still does enough for his team to win those games. Yes, things happen, but it is, at the end of the day, a team sport. It's not like Aaron Rodgers has ever played lights out in an NFC Championship game. So that's what I'm saying. It's like you you take one game and one performance. He just threw three touchdowns in the Super Bowl against a very good Chiefs team, like completing over 70% of his passes. Like, I, I, you know, he comes back after that. I literally sat there and said he had a great first half against the Packers, did not have a good first half at all in the second half. Our second, you know, against them, I was like, hopefully we don't. What if we see that again? And he didn't. He didn't have to do a whole lot, sure. Yeah, but I just, I he, take, completed, he didn't make any mistakes in that game. I take issue I, with, the, you know, the the crowning of him as this as this football god because the fact of the matter is that I don't think he was ever this unstoppable force. I think he was very good. When he threw fifty touchdowns, you didn't think he was unstoppable? Maybe for one year, but a lot of guys have done that. I mean, Peyton Manning threw 55 touchdowns with a noodle arm. If he's going to come back next year, he's going to have over 600 touchdowns. Like, that's that's absurd in in 20-plus seasons. He's been great. He's good now. I just, I don't see, you know, this force of nature that I feel like people just throw at him whenever he does anything. And whenever he does fuck up and he has these bad multi-interception games, he loses 38-3, to and everyone just buries their head in the sand and goes, well, just and the excuses just come tumbling the fuck out. He never gets held to task for the bad things. He only gets elevated for his achievements. And granted, he's got a lot of achievements, so I get that. Because they, cause, yeah, because he wins more often than he doesn't. You know, like that's that, and that's what's going to happen. It, at the yeah, end of the day, but that's, in a situation, if, 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 if you're talking you about have, media, if you have any one of a number of other quarterbacks in this league running up to Tyron Matthew and screaming at him and yelling and pointing, Tyron and Matthew making, came up to him first. Yeah, I let's know. Not be, let's, and Tyron let's Matthew not, is a know. hothead and kind of a dick, and that's his whole thing. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't be held accountable for that, but quarterbacks are scrutinized much more, and if any other quarterback in the league pretty much did that, they would get this level of scrutiny that he doesn't get. Now he gets, oh, he's passionate. Oh, he's X, Y, and Z. He gets all these euphemisms and these free passes for doing shit. The dude got suspended for half a season for cheating, and no one even talks about half it. Half a season, four games. And it wasn't even... You You cannot sit there and tell me that that 
He the, destroyed uh, his phone. That's what a guilty person does. I don't the, want to the, relitigate yes, Deflategate, but the, why? Dude, like the, the tenths of a PSI is really that going to be the thirty-eight to seven or whatever that final so, score so was? He, so he destroyed that his that. phone because he's innocent. I'm just saying that whole situation. Like that, that and I don't want to relitigate that, sense. but the that's fact not, that that is that's never not stealing talks about and things like that. And the that's... fact that after that, now everyone views him as the victim for being suspended for, like you said, four games. Like he's some sort of martyr on, you know, sacrificed at the stake for the league. It's ridiculous. And I hate everything about the mythos. I hate everything about the grandeur. I wish we could just say he's a really good quarterback. He has this list of achievements that will almost certainly never be topped. We don't need to crown him as this omniscient force of football. I don't know. That I, is I, all I have to say about that. I, I, and I've had this conversation with you. I don't know how many times. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a lot. I know for a fact, like you're never going to ever crown him as that. And I'm not, I don't view him as, a god, you know, as, as but it, it's. I, I will it, say, I have been pushed back on my heels. Completely ridiculous as a, but as not even a, as a football fan, as a pure football fan, to not say yes, he is definitely on the Mount Rushmore of NFL players in history. Yeah, you no, know, that's you, for the, sure. The, the stats and accomplishments. The the goal of the NFL is to win the Super Bowl. That is the goal yeah. every single season that 32 teams have. If any, if you try to say that that there's other that there's more important goals, then we're not watching the same sport. And no, so no, no, that's no, no. what I'm saying is that he, it's not he has the individual accomplishments too. So it's not like it's an empty trophy case. No, so, and, and that's I, why I mean I I I have been pushed back on my heels this season because. I was never under the impression that he wasn't an all-time great quarterback, that he wasn't on the Mount Rushmore of you know, whatever, however you want to phrase it. He is. That's undisputable. No matter how much I dislike the guy, no matter how much I dislike the coverage, I mean, the numbers from that perspective do not lie. I mean, I'm not out here, no matter how much I you know say didn't like Peyton Manning. There are some players out there that you just you can't argue that. What I was trying to do is uh, kick him when he was down, which I thought he was, and he's not yet. So I'm going to keep waiting. My foot is ready, and and as soon as I'm, I'm sure, I'm going to make extra sure this time. Then then I'll start again. Um, now I'm just kind of nitpicking the finer points of uh, his legacy. So <laughs> I just I don't know. I <laughs> I, uh, I I I will never understand. I will never understand you, and I think part of it was living are, with Devin if you are for a like fan, three years. If you are a fan of the thirty-one other teams, well, thirty, I'll say thirty, because obviously, if you were a fan of the Patriots, you'd know without a doubt say this. But if you were a fan of the thirty other teams, one of the other thirty teams, you, I am, I am sticking with this that you would be a hundred percent in agreement with me. And I, whether you want to admit that or not, I don't know. I just. That's where I'm going to say, and that, I guess we could move on at that one. But, well, do you want a, uh, a a final, maybe a little segue into the end here, since I think we're kind of yes, you know, running. We dry moved on, on from the Super Bowl, obviously. Yeah, go so, for it. So the last thing I want to say is uh, I have our our playoff brackets up in front of me. Uh, um, do you want to know who won? Uh, would it be technically? Would it be me or you? I don't know. I have no idea. So it depends. Because neither of us got do, right. Do you want to put a score to each round, kind of like a March Madness bracket, or do you just want to go straight up how many games you get right? Well, I thought we were doing March Madness, but... Okay. 
So we both... Because that's what you did before. Mm-hmm. So we both got 7 out of 13 total. But mm. if you're going off of a, you know, 100, 200, 300, Super Bowl is 400, you got 1,200 and I got 1,000. So, so congratulations. I'm the greatest, yep. you know, predictor ever on this, in the history of third and forever, is what you're telling me. It was, it was nice. rigged. It was... <laughs> Well, rest, well I would have got what would I have got more because I, I would have had the Chiefs winning. So you, I yeah, you had the Chiefs a bigger winning, margin. So it would have been, been sixteen like to ten. Smashed, yeah. yeah. Wow. But if the Packers would have uh, won, it would have been fourteen to twelve. You know, well, so we, they didn't. They didn't even get there. So yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, that it's <laughs> it's all about the one game because you got two of your or no, we each got two. Well, if the Bills if the Bills games. beat the Chiefs, you would have won. It just came out of that, really. The flaw, yeah, the flaw in mine was the NFC Championship game. Um. Or the the NFC and AFC going championship down. games. Going with the Bills, you you sided with the, the Bills, Bills and the Packers, teams. and your flaw was believing in the Seahawks at all. Those were well, those were the major flaws. You know, is what it is. I was I was right in that it wouldn't be the Packers. So <laughs> <laughs> who's really right here? I was I right in that it wouldn't be the Chiefs. So, but they did get there. They lost. <laughs> Okay. So, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't give out bit. rings for that. <laughs> okay. Also, Mitchell Trubisky um, deserves a ring for uh, beating Tom Brady this season. <laughs> sure. I guess that's, so do that's how that works. Teams, no, well, other quarterbacks. Mo- mostly Mitch, though. Let's be real. I think what you really, what we, you have to think is really you should be thanking um, me and the Vikings because we're the, t- the team that started their run into December. You know, they came off the bye, played us. They played pretty crappy against us. And then they just, after that game, they rolled. And, uh, yeah, good job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was great. Were, um, all right. <laughs> so I think we, we, we covered, we covered the Super Bowl. And... Never speak of this again. No, we're going to be talking about it. So if you're new, what we kind of do for the offseason, we, we have saved everything, so we're going to be back next week and really going over all the coaching hirings because we didn't talk about it. A couple of the trades that have happened, we might see a couple more. We'll find out. I know there's a lot of rumors we, swirling right we now. We're going to bite some kneecaps next week. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're going to go through the, the whole offseason to kind of go into the 2021-2022 season. Um, and we'll have some, some more news, I imagine, with where we'll be recording from and actually, you know, in the, in the studio of 10K. So that, that's me exciting. Um, I, I can't say, you know, if you're new, can't thank you enough for tuning in. If you did, um, for however long it was, whether it was a full season, whether it was the last couple weeks, um, really, really appreciate it. You know, Kevin and I started this thing as, as a way to A, keep in touch when I was living out in New York and B to, to vent about our teams. Um, still it's, use it's, it. it's, that. it's been therapeutic. <laughs> I, I like it. I mean, it's, it's nice to be able to, I'm not just screaming into the void, even if I kind of am. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited for next season. I think, I, I, I think, I hope we get back to normalcy. We'll see. Um, I'm, it, I'm it shocked. It can't be less normal than, yeah. the, you know, like it has to be, it's gotta be better, closer. I think. Yeah. I think it's we're getting we're getting closer. Um and the fact that it was a successful season, I when it started, I wasn't so sure about making it all the way through. I didn't think we would. I thought for sure there'd be game cancellations, but no games were canceled. Just weird postponements for certain teams and others not. 
which is a little strange. But the Titans. Yeah, and and the Browns getting kind of screwed yep. and and uh not the Steelers actually. and Ravens. Steelers and Ravens getting catered. Yeah, they still ended up winning. It doesn't matter. But the Browns are better um, without Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. Um but that being said, uh thanks again for for tuning in for however long you did this season. Uh, this has been Third Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. You can go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Uh, find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram if you just search 10K Takes. You can also find us on Twitter at third underscore forever 10K, where we post all of our episodes each week. Links to me and Kevin's Twitters on there. We're a little more active. Um, but with that, we'll see you next week going into the 2021-2022 season and officially the offseason. So thanks again for listening to a full season of Third and Forever. I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Ohm. Kevin, final words of this season. Win as many rings as you want, Sue. You'll always be a piece of shit.